fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Hello and welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode number 291, nine away from 300. I've, it was just yesterday, like two years ago, that we were saying that same thing about episode number 200. And now here we are, nine away from 300. That's crazy. So... Basically, we haven't come up with a plan yet for what the 300th episode will be, but what we're going to do is we are going to start a very heavy um, workout regimen so that we can, um, what we can do is we're going to create new episode artwork featuring ourselves as the characters from the movie 300. Hmm. And we, do, do I sense, do I sense some resistance to that idea? I'm, I'm going to go start doing sit-ups. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you hear heavy breathing from now on, it's, uh, it's not going to be me falling asleep. It's, it's not you snoring. It's you doing it's not, sit-ups. It's, it's going to be me doing sit-ups from now until the 300th episode. Okay. All right. Well, you can go, you go do some crunches. I'm going to go eat something crunchy and then okay. um, we'll, you know, we'll come back here and we'll see how we did by the time we get to episode 300. Okay. That's, there you right. go. Yes. I will. Not only will I have a six pack, I will have a fridge pack. That's right. There you go. How that's just a backpack is basically what's going to happen there. Well, as you can tell, I have Patrick Canagalo with me. I also have Bo the Love Fest Warmbold. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure again. Always a pleasure, John. Always a pleasure. Uh, we are here tonight to talk about the Robin Williams vehicle. Ah, see what I did there? The Robin Williams vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Just, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's late. Ladies and gentlemen, it's late. Yeah. You may be listening to this in the morning when you're driving in your car. Um, for us, it's not quite that early. Um, <laughs> it's it's 0600. What's the O stand for? Um, it's not 0600. Um, but yes, we are we're talking about Cadillac Man this time around. So uh, Tim Robbins and Robin Williams. And um, we're going to be getting to that here in just a second. But very, very quickly, we do spoil the movies we talk about. We spoil freely here. So be warned. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you review your podcast. We would appreciate that. Let's us know how we're doing. Uh, also visit our website, 30podcast.com. It has all the different ways that you can interact with our show and uh, all the past episodes, stuff like that. Um, before we jump into the movie itself, I had something I, I kind of wanted to start last time, but I, I forgot about it, so I'm going to do it this time. Uh, each week, just because, you know, sometimes we'll hop in here and we'll like randomly start talking about a TV show or a movie or something like that. So each week, we're going to give you a totally random recommendation of the week. Uh, each one of us, however many hosts are on the show, uh, we'll each just throw one out there. And, um, you know, and I, I think I told you gentlemen last time, you know, a movie or something like that. I'm even going to open it up. If it's maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a TV show, maybe who knows? Maybe you're walking down the street and you found a puppy that you really liked and you just started petting it. You're like, you know what? I'm going to recommend this puppy to somebody. Um, Whatever you want to do. So random recommendation of the week. I'll go first to give you guys a moment if you've got something that you're thinking of. But um, so each week we'll give you some kind of random recommendation and I do with it whatever you will. So my random recommendation this week is going to be uh, my wife and I started watching a TV, sh- uh, a British TV series called The Feed. Have you guys heard of this one or seen it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, it's interesting stuff. If you like, um, let's see. Well, if you like Twilight Zone, if you like, uh, have you guys watched Black Mirror? I have not. It's on my list oh. this summer. Oh, Bo. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. good stuff. That's what I hear. It's good stuff. Um, Pat, I'm not sure you would like it so much. I've, uh, yeah, nah. It's, it's kind of like, it's basically like if you took every 
conspiracy theory that people feel about technology and mm-hmm. told each one of them as like its own little individual horror story. Um, that's kind of what it would be. I see. So basically someone got all my tech tickets from work and like turned them into a story at basically. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's an anthology. I don't know. I guess you could call it horror. Um, it's like an anthology series where the entire theme is how technology is in great enter. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I hear that sound and it just flashbacks to whatever. Um, Definitely gets your attention. I see. Come in, number one. Um, it's, I, I saw the other day somebody had put up a picture of the, you know, they do those um, capture things where you have to say, like, you know, pick the pick the sections of the picture that have traffic lights and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody had done one with the Kardashian. 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 <laughs> that would be a different one. <laughs> it's, it's Kim Kardashian uh, demanding to know how many there lights are there are. three lights. <laughs> There are three lights, but they could be four. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw that one, and it was one of the, like, you know, pick all the pictures that have lights in them. And then you, have to, <laughs> you have to choose. Uh, but anyway, we we completely digress. Uh, so the feed. So at Black Mirror, kind of the same thing. It's it's like it was kind of like the moral message of the old school um, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. with like a oh dear lord, modern technology can really do that. Um, so it's, it's kind of the things where you're like, wow, won't it be crazy in the future when we have technology that can do these type of things? And isn't that kind of creepy? And then they end up doing these episodes and then it, it never failed. When we would watch one of these Black Mirror episodes, I'd be like, that is really creepy. I am glad that that's not happening now. And then I like a day or two later, I would read something in the news. It's like, oh, now we have these drones that can do this. And I'm like, the dirt was just on the fictional show I watched two days ago. Mm-mm. It's not supposed to happen that fast. Mm-mm. So, yes, it, it takes all of the ways that technology might possibly creep you out, um, and that's the entire series. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure it's for you, Pat. It, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really well-done series. Oh, well, you know. But I'm not – I don't know if that's your cup of tea or not. So You don't want to get a text at 2 o'clock in the morning going, uh, John, can this happen? Uh, well, my my blanket answer will be yes to all of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this show, the feed, it's, it's kind of that same type of idea. Uh, the, the basic premise of the show is it kind of follows this family and what this family is famous for is they created something called the feed. And it is kind of like a, it's, it's like if Facebook was installed in your brain. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, there you go. And, um, you know, you had the ability to watch videos, you know, people could see through your eyes, um, basically your eyes become the camera. And so when you film stuff, you know, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're filming your own YouTube video or whatever, um, you know, whatever you see, you can instantly put it up on the internet and, and people will give you likes, or I think in this case they call them coins. And so people are like building up currency by doing crazy things. Um, but it's, it's kind of built into people's brains now. And the problem is from the first episode on, uh, the problem is all of a sudden there are certain people that are starting to, uh, glitch and they become murderous when they glitch. Hmm. And so things don't go well from there. Um, wow. And you have this whole portion of society that wants nothing to do with this. Um, they want to be completely off the grid and that's kind of frowned upon just a little bit. And, and this family is trying to um, trying to actually increase the number of people around the world that are part of the feed and, and have the feed installed and and uh, all this other stuff. So it's it's kind of an interesting, it's a little bit of a mix of a Black Mirror um, and a little bit of a Twilight Zone, but, you know, it's it's got its own twists and turns to it. So it's it's interesting. It's, we started watching it um, about a week ago, and I think we're most of the way through the first season now. There's only one season so far, but it's been pretty good so far. So all that's right. my random, right. random recommendation for this week. Huh. I'm, contempla- I'm contemplating what you just said. Yeah. I'm getting creeped out with just the idea of it. <laughs> I'm thinking of how many episodes of The Renegade I'll have to watch to like cleanse mm-hmm. my palate after watching you like, you know. Well, that's you don't have to watch it. I just told you about it, so you don't have to watch it. Yeah, see, that's it. On, in all fairness, though, seriously, it does sound pretty cool. Like, I might check it out. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's a pretty good show. Cool. Yeah, man. All right. 
Bo, you got a recommendation for us? Um, yeah, my random recommendation. Um, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, for all mankind, <sighs> on Apple on the Apple TV service, that is a good show. Is is real good. That was a really good show. Apple TV, you know what? I, I will I will throw this out here and say that Apple TV, I have not so far of the shows we've watched on Apple TV, I haven't found one I didn't like. No, we we watched the morning show. It was good. We yeah. watched uh, for the All Mankind together, which was good. I saw C by myself, and I liked mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was a good one too. Uh, the next one, I'm I'm toying with get with trying the uh, the Dickinson one. I, I can't decide. Oh, one. see, that's now see that's the only one we avoided because Sharon yeah. is a big Emily Dickinson fan. It and I weird. and I think I started to show her the trailer to that, and she's like, mm, yeah, "No." See, it looks it looks almost right up my alley. I got mm-hmm. really into um, Warehouse Thirteen and um, crap. There was another show a lot like it that I read, The Librarians. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to give it a shot. That's my next. That's my next foray into Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, For all mankind, is just kind of like. Uh, it's the story about the space race, right? Yeah, and if the Soviets beat us to the moon. Oh, it's the alternate. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. The speculative fiction version. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, it's and it's space race version. It's fun. Of, um, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And there are some other just even beyond that first twist when you get to that when you that first twist is like the first few moments of the first episode. And right. then as the story progresses, you're like, oh, OK, well, yeah, this would be kind of messed up. And then and then they like just when you think, OK, well, let's follow this thread for a while. They're like, well, no, actually, because of that, this is different, too. And you're like, oh, hmm. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. It was a good show. Cool. Plenty of moments because it does take place in space. Plenty of moments where I my my issue with zero gravity kind of came up. I, I said I said in our previous podcast that you know you talked about Tropic Thunder and I was like I don't have any triggers. I guess I have a zero gravity trigger. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my thing where you know if you if you in any way indicate that I'm going to be floating in space with no tether and that's that's where I start to get itchy. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, then there are definitely some spots in that. Yeah, I yeah. Mm, I had a few problems here and there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Between that one, the movie Gravity, and Space Camp, I, I have a really hard yeah, time. Yeah, that's enough right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the unholy trinity of movies. Mm-hmm. Pat, do you have a random recommendation for us? Um. So it's a movie or show that I would recommend? It could be anything. Movie, show, book. Oh, man. Crisp ten dollar bill that you found that you want to recommend to somebody. I I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know how wow. you recommend a ten dollar bill. But this is this is expansive. You know what? Here's here's what I was gonna say, and I almost like started texting this out to you guys. So I'll throw mm-hmm. it out there. Twelve o'clock high is up on YouTube, furry, in two parts. If you haven't seen Twelve o'clock high, I highly recommend it. We were talking about Memphis Bell last week. Mm-hmm. Twelve o'clock high is a fantastic movie. I think it was shot in nineteen. For maybe it was just when the war ended, mm-hmm. or you know, okay, yeah. So they had plenty of B 17s, and I mean, they for 1949, they really get after a lot of uh, you know, some of that psychological effect. And it's it's a great movie, and it's up on YouTube for free. So I highly recommend checking it out. One. In movie news, uh, Black Adam films this summer with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, are you gentlemen aware of the Black Adam character and what that is? No. I, I don't. You don't. All right. Did you see the movie Shazam? The one with... Uh, Zachary Levi, the superhero one? Uh, no. Oh, you got to see that. Yeah, okay. it's on my list every time I think mm-hmm. about it. I- you you got to see it. And actually, I think your kids might love it, too. Okay. Um, because it is, I mean, it's got a little bit of language here and there. It's it's kind of like, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to remember kind of the, the language part of it. And the, so, you know, there's some kind of crude humor part of it. Um, it's a little, in terms of its humor and its language, it's a little bit like a Stranger Things, but the language I don't feel was as bad okay. as Stranger Things. Um, so it's a little bit like an 80s, like an 80s 
kind of like middle school PG movie. Okay. There's, there's gonna, they're going to drop a few words here and there, but for the most part, it's okay. Um, the only part that, and I think we saw this in the theater. I'm trying to remember. I think it was in the theater. Um, the only part that Nora really didn't care for as much, and I think she'd be okay with it now, is um, towards the end of the movie when they have to fight the villain. Uh, he kind of unleashes these like six or seven demon monsters and they were, they were a little scary, but um, other than that, it was, it was a really fun movie and it's got kind of a good family message to it. And um, so maybe, maybe check out kind of the stuff on the uh, common sense media just to see kind of where everything falls in terms of like violence and language and, and things like mm-hmm. that. But my kids really loved it. It was a fun movie. Um, you know, if you kind of wanted to have like a, a Superman movie for kids um, that was really geared towards kids, then that would be, that'd be a good one to go for. But, um, are you, do you guys know much about the Shazam character? No, I know very okay. little. So basically he is a kid who, um, this mystical wizard Shazam needs to kind of pass his ancient power onto someone. And he finds that one of the only people that's worthy is this young boy. He's maybe like, uh, in the movie, maybe he's like 10 or 12 years old, probably about 12 years old, maybe a little bit older than that, but probably about 12. And um, he's like, no, you, I, I got to pass this on to somebody who is worthy of this, someone who's kind of pure of heart, innocent. And so then this kid is given this power. And every time he says the word Shazam, he transforms into like an adult man who's like the size of Superman, he's got like huge muscles. And he's got pretty much all the same powers that Superman does. He's invincible. He's strong. He can fly. Um, but the fun part about it is inside he's still just a kid so like he has crazy amounts of fun like when he realizes he can fly this kid is like laughing like crazy and he loves saving people and he loves being a superhero and he thinks it's like the coolest thing ever because when he's all done he says shazam again and he's back to being like a 12 year old kid so it's kind of like you know every kid's fantasy of wanting to be a superhero Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the story well one of his biggest villains is black adam and he's supposed to be i think like a like an ancient Egyptian um, who somehow also had this power like thousands of years ago. And he ends up being kind of a big villain, kind of the, I guess the arch nemesis, arch nemesis of Shazam in the comic books. And for a while they've been wanting to do a black Adam movie and Dwayne, the rock Johnson, he looks a lot like the black Adam from the comic books, just his build, his, his facial features. I mean, he, he looks like this guy was built to be black Adam and he's been wanting to make uh, just how, uh, Ryan Reynolds had always wanted to make a Deadpool movie. Um, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson has always wanted to make a Black Adam movie. It was one of his favorite characters. And so he's been pushing for almost a decade to get this movie made. And they're finally going to start filming it this summer. And there are some rumors that you, there were some rumors back before some of the stuff with uh, Henry Cavill as Superman kind of fell apart, that Superman was going to show up and, you know, have a few moments where he fights Black Adam for a few minutes. And mm-hmm. then it's going to kind of be Black Adam is going to be they're, they're trying to kind of changing him up just a little bit. He's not really going to be a villain in this movie because he will be the main character. He's going to be a little bit like a, I guess, kind of like a, a Venom type character or a Punisher type character where he's kind of an antihero. Mm-hmm. So so I imagine this is going to be a fun movie. Um, you know, Dwayne Johnson is always fun to watch in all of his movies, even when his movies are not great. He's still fun to watch. And I imagine he's going to have fun with this one. Cool. So, so that one starts filming this summer and it should be out, I think in 2021 or 2020. Yeah. 2021, I think is when it comes out. Um, but it also made me think of the other upcoming slate of DC movies that are coming out. And I, I made a list real quick and I'm going to run through them. And if, if you guys have any comments on them, we can comment or we can just share the dates with the people and they can put them on the calendar. Um, we've got wonder woman, 1984 comes out in June of this year, 2020. So that one's looking pretty good. It takes place in the eighties and it looks right. pretty good. Yeah, the first trailer looks pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Batman uh, the Batman movie is coming out June 2021, so that'll be summer of next year. Uh, the Suicide Squad, so we're doing a, a, a second take on the Suicide Squad, but this one is done, I believe this is the one that James Gunn, uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, is doing. Mm. So I have a little bit more faith in this one, maybe being a little bit better than the previous Oscar-winning Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I... I apologize, Jeff. I had to say that. Um, Jeez. The Suicide Squad is coming out August of 2021. Black Adam, the one we were just talking about, is coming out December of 2021. So 2021 is like the the year of DC movies. Okay. We've got the Batman, the Suicide Squad, and Black Adam. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, Never mind. I take that back. 2022 
is going to be the year of DC movies because in 2022, we've got Shazam 2 is coming out. We've got a cartoon movie called DC Super Pets is coming out. Uh, Shazam 2 comes out April of 2022. DC Super Pets is coming out May of 2022. Uh, The Flash, finally, is coming out. Like, that movie's been trying to get made for years. That one's coming out July of 2022. And Aquaman 2 is coming out in December of 2022. Hmm. So we got a lot of stuff coming out in the next couple of years. Cool. Basically, my butt's going to be glued to the theater seat, and I will just, I'll be there. I'll just live there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Sounds so like of, a plan to me of that list of the list and, and maybe for as familiar as you might be with, with some of these properties, are there any of those in particular that you hear those titles and you're like, I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. You know, Shazam sounds interesting, but I'm gonna have to see the first one before I can decide if I'll get the second one. Um, yeah, you should, you should definitely give it a watch. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. But yeah, I've, I mean, and the other ones, like, I don't want to. I don't want to be just poo-pooing it. But I mean, it's like, okay, here we go again with Suicide Squad. Here we go again with another Batman. Here we go. And you know, I mean, I don't want to poo-poo it, so I'm not. I'm sure I'll probably be going to check them out and watching them either in the theater or renting them at home. Or, but it's just, you know, it was it. It's. Uh, they're coming fast and, fu- and furious. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like I I don't know I no how can I say this so I'm not just like well, I, I don't want more no it's uh you know what I, I think I'm just trying to contain my excitement you know what I mean just because there's just so many things coming out there I have to just take it in stride you, you know you what I mean you don't want to peak too early yeah exactly yeah. exactly fair. fair enough fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, Wonder Woman, that one looks pretty cool. Yeah. And, and Shazam, yeah, I guess I'll just have to catch the first one. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to The Flash. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that one. I, I liked his character in Justice League. Um, I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, I, thought what it, I thought it was hilarious what they did with the character of The Flash in the um, CW TV show. Yes. When they did all those crossovers. Yes. Of the different TV shows. I thought that was hilarious. So I'm yes. Like I'm if if the vibe of this movie even has a hint of what we saw in the TV show, then I'm I'm all for it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I never yeah. really got into the recent Flash TV show, but I've heard good things such that I plan to go back and grab it on one of the streaming services when yeah, it's it's fun. It's you know what I kind of wish those CW shows would do. I kind of wish they would go the route of like Netflix and Hulu and Stars and all those. I kind of wish they would do like a thirteen episode season mm-hmm. because they kind of. I mean, they get to the point where they're they're fun to watch, but you end up having a few filler episodes just because they have. It's like a twenty four episode season. And mm-hmm. by the time you start, by the time you get about halfway through, you're like, really? Can we? Are we just tell us who the villain is so that we can like get this battle going and, and, you know, quit dragging it out. Now I think in the last, I I, I will admit maybe in the last season or so, I haven't seen the last season just because I'm a little bit behind. Um, But I think what they've done differently is they're trying to do little like three episode arcs. So, so you'll have kind of like, I mean, you'll have the overarching story for the entire season, but it's broken up into a little like, Oh, for these three episodes, we're dealing with this issue and it will tie into the overall story, but you can kind of self-contain, you know, this little bit or, or we've got a villain, we've got an overarching problem, but we've got a villain that is going to be, that's the big bad for the first half of the season. And then for the second half of the season, you find out, Oh, that villain was actually working for this villain or, you know, something. So I feel like they've done a better job of kind of breaking that up a little bit, but I do, I mean, I've, I've just really gotten used to, I think with the way TV is now, I've gotten so used to like 13, 12, 13 episode seasons that I'm almost to the point where I'm like, you know what, just tell a good story in that amount of time and Mm -hmm. then just save the stuff for next year. I mean, like we don't have to have a a 24, 27 episode season anymore. Right. Right. Well, in those shows that used to have those long seasons, they weren't one overarching theme. You know what right. I'm saying? It was right. like, it was, it was 
I don't know what the word is, serialized or whatever Mm -hmm. that, you know, like Star Trek, the next generation season four, you know, there were however many episodes and they, each one, they kind of were doing a little bit of something different. These are the, the flash or, you know, and I'll freely admit, I got hooked into them. I watched all the flash, all the uh, arrow. I've got, I've got to see the most recent season of flash. And now uh, believe it or not, I got hooked into starting to watch the um, legends of tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and checking that out. I, I've liked what they did, but I, I get what you're saying. And that when you try to do the whole overarching one theme, all that kind of stuff, I mean, that, that gets, that can get pretty drawn out if you're always dealing with the same bad guy or the mm-hmm. same right story arc or what have you. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and jump on into our movie this time around, which would be Cadillac man. That one came Yay. out on the 18th of May, 1990, rated R, with a runtime of one hour and 37 minutes, directed by Roger Donaldson, who also did Species, Cocktail, and No Way Out. Producers were Roger Donaldson and Charles Roven. Donaldson also did Sleeping Dogs and The World's Fastest Indian. Roven did ah. The Dark Knight, Man of Steel, and American Hustle. Writer for this one was Ken Friedman, who did Mr. Billion and Bad Girls. Cinematography was done by David Gribble, uh, who did The Quest and The 13th Warrior. The music was done by J. Peter Robinson, who also did Wayne's World, uh, Party Time, excellent. Uh, Cocktail and Wes Criven, Wes Criven, Wes Criven. That was when I turned Australian, and I do apologize to all of our Australian listeners. Wes Criven's new nightmare. Um, the budget for this one was fifteen million. The box office was twenty-seven point six million domestic. Reviews for this one: Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a fifty-five percent. Rotten Tomatoes audience give it a thirty-one percent. IMDb gives it a 57, Letterboxd a 54, and CinemaScore a B minus. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams, who died in... Are, are you saying that's generous? Is that... It's a bit generous. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, Robin Williams died in 2014. He played Joey O'Brien. He was in Mrs. Doubtfire, Good Morning Vietnam, and Mork and Mindy. Nanu, nanu. Uh, Tim Robbins played Larry. He was in The Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne, uh, Bull Durham, and Mystic River. Pamela Reed played Tina. She was in Kindergarten Cop and The Right Stuff. Uh, might be a tumor. Fran Drescher, I'm not going to comment every, every single one of these. Fran Drescher played Joy Munchak. She was the nanny, and this is Spinal Tap. Zach Norman played Harry Munchak. He was in Romancing the Stone and Chief Zabu. Lori Petty played Lila. She was in Point Break and A League of Their Own. Annabella Shora played Donna. She was in Jungle Fever and What Dreams May Come. Uh, Paul Guilfoyle played Little Jack Turgeon. He was in Primary Colors and Air Force One. Bill Nelson was Big Jack Turgeon. He was in Law and Order and The Great Santini. Eddie Jones, who died in 2019, played Benny. He was in The Terminal and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Mimi Ciccini who died, in 20, uh, pff, died in 1992. Uh, she played Ma. She was in Woodstru- Woodstruck. She was at Woodstock. I'm sure she might have been. Um, she was in Moonstruck. Let's try that one. And she was also in Wise Guys. Tristine Schuyler played Lisa. She was in Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, and Getting to Know You. Judith Hogue played Molly. She was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Armageddon. Lauren Tom played Helen, the dim sum girl. She was in The Joy Luck Club and Futurama. And Anthony Powers played Captain Mason. He was in Goodfellas and Catch Me If You Can. Here's the trailer, and we will be right back after that. Benz. 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 Joey O'Brien loves to sell cars. Right now you're probably thinking, hey, this is not the car for me. Or with a touch of one button. Max Headroom. I'm talking emotional support. Emotional. Can you afford that? Yeah. I'm gonna make it happen, huh? This emotional thing you want. And he loves too many women. Yeah. You know, when you want something, mm-hmm. you got to go out there. You got to take it like a shark. Well, maybe that's how I should take you from underneath. Oh. Why'd I ever leave you, Tina? You were asked to leave. Do you remember why? Now, he has a little explaining to do. I want to know how many times you did that. And I want to know where, and I want to know how. Her too, and my wife, and his wife? How the hell you got time to make a living? Joey, what's he talking to you, Joey? Is this true? Oh. Come on, Lisa. Lisa? I knew you were doing a Lisa, Joey. No. What's that make it for? How many girls you got? Yeah, Lisa's my daughter. You got a daughter, Joey. You probably got a wife, too. No, no, no. no. Wife? No wife. No, ex, 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 ex-wife. He's a busy boy. You're a Joey. A very busy boy. Madonna. Why? Tina. Uh, Chuck. Lila. Lila. L-I-L-A. Lila. 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 L
Now, listen, there's an explanation for this. There really is. Ow! Robin Williams. Tim Robbins. You got a lot of girls. It's easy for you. It ain't easy. Cadillac Man. Okay, so Cadillac Man. Um, uh, first questions, as always, how did this movie make you feel? Just purely from a feeling standpoint, you're watching it, you're done with the movie, credits roll. How do you feel, Pat? Uh, all right. <laughs> that's, okay. that's, that's how I feel. That's how you feel? Yeah. Okay. Bo, and I gave, that, oh, yeah, I gave that a lot of thought. I gave that okay. a lot of thought. That's not like a blow-off answer. That's, okay. that's kind of how I feel. Fair enough. Fair enough. You feel how you feel. All right, Bo, what about you? It made me feel anxious. Hmm. Okay. There was so much yelling. (laughs) And so much like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. If you all stopped yelling for five seconds, this would all work itself out. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to take a pill and be a little less Italian for 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck telling that to an Italian. Uh, I I know I come mm-hmm. from a family of them, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, anxious. Yeah, um, I, this one for me now. I I am always a huge Robin Williams fan. Um, this movie for me made me feel, let's say, conflicted because I really wanted to enjoy it. I did, I was entertained by it, but I also came out the other side of this going, huh, all right, I'm going to go watch another Robin Williams movie that I enjoy more now. First so thing I, I thought of was now I need to see a good Robin Williams movie. Right, right. And yeah. and not that I, I don't know that I feel this is a bad Robin Williams movie, but I mean, because I have seen the movie Toys. Um, Fair. I have as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, I, for me, this is one of those, and, and that's why maybe I feel a little conflicted is it's very much a kind of middle of the road Robin Williams for me. I don't dislike it, but I also don't love or like, well, I don't know. I feel like so many Robin Williams movies, it could only have been Robin Williams that played that role. Yeah. And this could have been played by anybody. Well, funny that you say that because when I read who was originally up for this role, I was like, oh, actually, that might have been better. Yeah, I would agree because I read yeah. the same thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. it was originally this was supposed to go to. Sense? Yep, it's supposed to go to Al Pacino. And there I was were like, a couple other names huh. associated with them. I can't remember who they were now, but yeah a lot of them might have been better. And I, and I get, I'm sure at some point, Robin Williams was trying to not just be the goofy alien guy. Mm-hmm. And so he tried some other things, but oof. Yeah, it was, um, Al Pacino was the original choice. And when he passed on it, uh, the other two that they went to before, so Robin Williams was like choice number four. It was originally Al Pacino. And when he passed, Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito were the second and third guys. Keep Danny DeVito, I get. Yeah. Michael Keaton, maybe. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It was just such a weird movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone was yelling and talking really fast for no reason. And that was half the conflict was self-induced. Right. Right. Well, and it's, it's really, it's really two movies. Yeah. Like it. And, and that's where I think that it, it maybe kind of falls apart a little bit because if you were to take the first half of that movie and just be like, Hey, you know what? He's got to sell, what was it? 12 cars. He has to sell 12 cars in order to save his job. And at the same time, he's also juggling, like he's, he's got a few um, girlfriends that he's got mistresses um, as well as an ex-wife that he's supposed to be paying alimony to. And um, so he's got all these things he's trying to juggle. And in order to save his job, he's got to sell 12 cars. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Let's follow that plot because already there's enough tension there. There's enough. I could see this as a, a, Shakespearean comedy of errors and I go for it like cool and then on the day of this big car sale and and the last day of I guess it's the last day of his deadline that he has to sell these 12 cars um Tim Robbins comes in and holds the whole place hostage with an AK-47 and he is completely convinced that his wife who is played by Annabella Shora is cheating on him 
And I, I think she's probably the only one there that is actually not cheating on anybody. Oh, no, she is. Oh, she was. That's right. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but she's not cheating with Robin Williams. Right. She's yeah. uh, the owner's son, junior right. something. Right, right. So she's like the only person not sleeping with Robin Williams. Um, right. That is true. She's the only one he's not with. Right, right. Um, and that's Literally, where that kind of... One of the only female characters that isn't somehow connected to Robin Williams. Right. He does work with him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it really, it really is two different movies because I would be, I think I'd be okay watching a movie in which Robin Williams is a car salesman who's dealing with all this stuff and has to make this crazy deadline and has to do some crazy stuff to sell cars and okay, go for it. I probably could also watch a movie in which Robin Williams is a car salesman and somebody comes in and holds the place hostage because he thinks his wife is cheating on him. And oddly enough, the only person that's not sleeping with Robin Williams is this person. And he has to try to like sell his way out of this situation. Something about these two plots bumping up against each other like this. Just, I was like, I just, I just want to watch one movie Mm -hmm. and you're making me watch two movies simultaneously. And that's where I think I'm having a problem with this. And it's very shouty. Very shouty. Yes. If I wanted to watch, if I wanted to watch, I know if I wanted to watch a movie where people shout all the time, I will go watch a Ray Liotta movie. I don't want to watch. (laughs) I I did not want to just hear all the shouting in this movie. So I, you know what? And, and I think I let a lot of this movie, I give this movie a little bit of a pass because it is Robin Williams. And I do like almost everything Robin Williams does. Um, You know, just because I am a big fan of his, I, I will let a lot of stuff slide. Um, and there were definitely funny moments in this movie, but just the movie as a whole, I'm just like, eh. It it had some good ideas. It just I just don't think it executed. Yeah, I'd agree. It just it, it was missing some connective tissue, or like you said, it needed to be split into two movies. It was so odd. Yeah. So Pat, you didn't really care for this one much at all. No. Yeah. So what about this one? Like, What was it? As you were watching it, you're just like, nah, no, thank you. Yeah. It, everything you guys said, really, you kind of said it. I'm watching it and it's like, okay, this guy, you know, at first it's like, okay, he's going to be the, the slimy car salesman. I'm going to try and sell cars anywhere. And like the gag trying to sell the widow, the car. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's pretty funny. But then that didn't play out. We then moved to another thing okay, he's got all these girlfriends. And it's just like that. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just that flatlined it for me. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not like, like this. I just don't like, and whatever, I'll keep watching. But now we're trying to balance all that. And it was like, okay, I'm, I'm echoing everything you said. Now we're trying to, now we're watching that movie. And it was like, okay. And I'm not really that wrapped up in this plot anyway. And you're not really doing that good of a job. I mean, he's not going through any character of arc character arc he's like lying to each successive person i mean it was okay and then the whole uh the um, the whole uh hostage scene i mean i i suppose that could be funny you know i like sergeant major dickerson that is humor i recognize it i it just fell flat i'm just like yeah i don't i mean i don't know like whatever okay and then by the end, okay, well, suddenly he, as the love of his daughter, he gets back with his ex-wife. Like, there was no character arc. There was no anything. You know, like, it was just like, I, I don't get why people are doing what they're doing in this movie. And I will say, because I'm sure you'll ask, okay, what did you like? And you can't say nothing. Okay, so I'll tell you, the interactions with him and Tim Robbins were really well executed. Like, I mean, he, they, they I think, did the best they could right there with that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it has everything, all that other stuff thrown on top of it. You really, it was like, you basically had what amounted to a Saturday night live skit, you know, with the two of them going back and forth and well, you can't use that name. And well, what should name should I use? And now they're kind of working together. Wait, you're cheating on him and me, dude, we're in this. We're like, we're like teammates in this. I mean, that stuff was really funny, but everything else around it wasn't. Like shooting the cop in the foot, like that was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, that was it. So you got that one scene and then everything else mixed in. And it's sort of like when Homer Simpson made glue. You remember the Simpsons where Homer made glue? <laughs> yeah. You remember that one? Yep. And then they like 
figured it out that like the secret ingredient was super glue and everything mm-hmm. else he put in was like, didn't matter. That's what I feel like what we have with this is we have all this other stuff that we've thrown in and all you've got really here is like that 15 minute funny ending, like hold up scene. Just, or actually the scene wasn't that funny. It was just the dialogue between uh, Tim Robbins and Robin Williams that made it happen. So yeah, that was kind of my take on the movie. Yeah. Well, I, I think you make a good point. I think this movie is, and I liked how you put it. It's, it's, it's a Saturday night live sketch. It's, you know, it's, it's a half hour TV uh, series episode. You know, it's not an hour and 40 minute movie. Mm-mm. You know, the plot of this, it just doesn't. And maybe if it was maybe written a different way, maybe you could sustain that. Like maybe there, maybe there's a writer out there that could have done this a little bit differently and it would have been better for a full length movie, but it just, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think that's where it fell apart for me was I was like, you know what? We're kind of just retreading the same stuff over and over and over again. And uh, this could have been, yeah, this could have been like 30, 40 minutes tops. Oh, 30, 40 minutes. Oh man. I don't well, know. I'm, 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 I'm being, gen- I'm being generous. Yeah. I'd, I'd say if it was a half hour show, you better have eight minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, th- they should have come walking out there you know, when they were walking out the front and um, like the guy shot him and he's jumps down. What are you doing? What are you doing? Tim Robbins should have like looked up and said, live from New York. It's Saturday night. Bam, done. Bam, mm-hmm. out. You know, it was, that's all they had. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other thing too, for, for a Robin Williams movie. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know that I could quote anything from this movie without looking it up. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Robin Williams, I think, you I mean, I, I immediately jumped to like good morning Vietnam. I jumped to um, dead poets society. I jumped to what dreams may come. I, you know, Mork and Mindy, like a, a lot of his other stuff. And I can rattle off some quotes from all these different movies. This one, even though it's meant to be a comedy and, and you'd feel like, in much the same way, Good Morning Vietnam gave him a, a great way, and and Dead Poet Society, you have someone who has a built-in audience. As a mm. teacher, you've got an audience. You're supposed to say things that are either profound or funny, or you know, to get people's attention. As a you know, maybe shock jock, you know, radio personality, you're going to say a whole bunch of stuff that's you know sensational and it's going to get people's attention. As a car salesman, you should be selling stuff. You should have these zingers that just really hook people and get them to want to buy the car. And it, but I can't think of a a single line. I can't remember anything from this movie that he would have said that I would think that's quotable. Mm-hmm. And I did. I actually jumped over I, real quick. I was like, I can't remember any any quotes, any like funny quotes, specific funny quotes from this movie. And I jumped over to IMDb just to look and see uh, what the quotes were. Cause they always have a page of quotes for each movie. This movie has seven quotes and, wow. they're, and they're not, and not all of them are Robin Williams character. Mm-hmm. So for a movie that's over an hour and a half long and Robin Williams is your primary actor in this movie, and it's meant to be a comedy about a car salesman, I would think, you know, a fast talking car salesman in a hostage situation you should have a bunch of zingers that came out of this movie. And honestly, I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. So that's probably another indication as to why this one doesn't do quite as well for me. And, and I will even say I have now seen this movie twice in the last year. So I've seen this movie really? twice recently, right? Because when we were, um, when I was starting to make the list for this year, so last year when I was starting to make our list of possible movies for this year, um, I, you know, back when I had like, you know, 20 minutes of free time every day, uh, last year, I, that was one of the times when I had first found, uh, that to be TV channel, mm-hmm. the, the website and they yep. had Cadillac man on Tubi TV. And I was like, Oh, that's one that we're probably going to do for next year. Let me go ahead and pop it on. Cause I, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't know that I've watched it all the way through. So I watched it last year. I was like, Oh, okay. That was kind of funny. And then I watched it this year and I was like, huh? Yeah. That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. They had funny moments, but yeah, I don't, it just doesn't, this one, this one for me, I don't know if I'm, if I want to say whether or not it holds up as a, 
in, in 2020, 30 years later, if this movie holds up, it just doesn't hold up for me as a Robin Williams movie. Like I'm not even sure knowing all the other Robin's Robin Williams movies I've watched. Mm-hmm. I don't know that this is going to go on my list of, yes, I would love to see this again. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, 11 times out of 10, if I'm going to watch a movie that has Annabella Shora and Robin Williams in it, I'm going to watch what dreams may come. Cause that's a great movie. Right. That's not even a comedy. That movie is funnier than this movie or has funnier moments than this movie does. And it's much more memorable. Right. Yeah. I, for me, I, maybe I'm just going to, maybe I'm going to switch my conflicted to disappointed mm-hmm. that being a huge Robin Williams fan, I wanted this movie to be better and it just wasn't, it was an hour. I'll be generous and say it was an hour too long. Yeah. That it could have been half an hour tops. We're done. Hmm. Some of the funnier parts were the, the, the police officers in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Wasn't even necessarily the Robin Williams parts. No, I agree. No. I agree. Is there anybody in this movie that you'd want to go have a burger with after they tried to sell you a car? Is there anybody in this movie that you would want to sit down and have some, have some dinner with, have a cup of coffee with? Uh, is there anyone I'd want to have a cup of coffee with? I mean, normally I would say Robin Williams, but his character is kind of slimy in this one. And yeah, I mean, he's not really a, he's not really a, a great guy. And I don't know that he seems like the kind of person that if I met him in real life, I probably would just want to very quickly avoid him. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've got anyone for you. The gal that ran the Chinese food place across the street was fun. Mm-hmm. You no, know? mm-hmm. that'd be fun to, you know, grab cup of coffee with her or something. But other than that, everyone was just kind of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got nothing. The movie, the movie kind of sucked out it my sucked the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's sucking your will to live. It is suck. Like the suck. Mm-hmm. Cut. It mm-hmm. sucks and it cuts and it cuts. Well, well it definitely sucks. <laughs> Bo, is there anybody in this movie that you would want to go grab a burger with, have a cup of coffee with? I clicked mute because I was yawning and I never. Oh, there you go. Um, Oh, there you go. If not, if not. That's that's how exciting this movie is. (laughs) If not Robin Williams' character, maybe the mob boss guy, just because, you know, might be Mm -hmm. fun to see what his world is like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He probably knows some good Italian restaurants. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a slim pickings for sure. Yeah, I mean, for a movie where, because you think of Robin Williams as being a kind of like, I mean, he's he's a fast talker. And that's especially, you know, a couple years before this, Good Morning Vietnam, we know he's a fast mm-hmm. talker. And I think that's that must have been part of the reason why they might have looked at him for this role was, well, hey, we got somebody who's a car salesman. He's got to talk himself out of, he's got to sell himself out of this crazy situation that he's in. Who can we get? You know, we didn't get our first choice. We didn't get our other guys. Who can we get that's a fast talker and can, you know, rattle off a whole bunch of stuff and like sell himself out of this situation. And it seems like it should have worked perfectly. Like this seems like it's a role that was built for him. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised. Now, as we already said, I think I might've liked the movie better if Al Pacino had been playing this part, but I was surprised to find out that this role was not written for Robin Williams. Like it seems like one that would just come naturally to him or be written for him. Um, but no. So yeah, I, for me, it just kind of, it, it falls a little flat. It's two different movies mashed into one. It's just, and it seems like, I mean, Tim Robbins is great. Uh, Robin Williams is usually great. And, and I think he is also funny in this movie, but it's just somehow the combination just doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know that we need to beat around the bush too much longer. Uh, we didn't particularly care for it. And it's kind of a, I'd say it's a middle of the road at best Robin Williams movie. So there are plenty of others out there. Um, mm-hmm. If you were going to, so let's do this. If you were going to recommend a better Robin Williams movie for somebody to go watch, which one would you choose? Oh gosh. Anything Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. 
And I think at that point, there's Anything. so many options that my brain short circuits for a second. Did, did I tell you guys that at the comic book show, there was somebody dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire? No, that's awesome. When I went there, there was some, there was a guy, I mean, a big, tall guy too. He was dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire. And you know, when people are, when people are in their costumes like that, people are always coming up to him like, Hey, can I take a picture of you in your costume? Or, or can I, you know, get a picture with you? And, and this guy was completely in character every time. And I, I even asked him if I could take a picture too. Every time somebody would ask, Hey, could I take your picture? Oh, of course you can, duty. That's fine. It's like completely in, in character. It was hilarious. Okay. So yeah, so pretty much anything else you're saying, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. I think I think you can I I think and that I think you're feeling at the beginning where you were like, I love every Robin Williams movie. I want to love this one too. I think that sums it up is that he's just got so many good things out there. Or if it's not the best thing, then he's so good in it. And this just nope. I mean, for me, I'm always going to fall back on Good Morning Vietnam. Right. Um, that's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite movies ever. Um, for for a different performance of his, I mean, I, I love the movie What Dreams May Come. Mm-hmm. I Whether it's, I mean, just, that's a movie where even if the sound was turned off, it's just a beautiful movie. Um, just, you know, the, the way art is worked into that movie and color and imagination. And, and actually I had, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before, before that movie came out, when I was in middle school, I think I was probably in eighth grade and, you know, I had this little notebook and I'd like, you know, I'd, I'd go write down like little ideas for stories or uh, short stories or things like that. I'd just be, you know, writing away in my little notebook or ideas for like, if I was going to make, if I was going to become a comic book writer someday, I, I had ideas for stories and things like that. And I actually came up with this idea for a story about, I was like, you know what? I don't know that I've ever seen a movie where somebody tries to visually show the difference between heaven and hell. Mm. And I was like, what would that look like? And so I started to come up with a whole bunch of different ideas. And, you know, and some of my ideas were like, well, um, you know, I, my, my dad had a copy of Dante's Inferno. So I had read a little bit of that. And I was like, well, you'd have some like really creepy stuff with like people growing out of the floor and, you know, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and then when this movie came out, when we were in high school, this movie came out and I'm sitting there and I'm going, this is what I, you know, this is a much better version of what I tried to come up with when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. The, visually, the story, the, just the whole thing. This movie is great. So, so I, those might be my, my two. I would say, you know, if you want the mile a minute or, or probably like five miles a minute, hilarious Robin Williams with, with heart and, and a little bit of seriousness in there too, um, dealing with a heavy topic, then I would say go Good Morning Vietnam. If you want the very heavy topic, maybe a little bit less serious, um, but very good dramatic role for him. I would say what dreams may come and then dead poet society is also great. So, I mean, I mean, I would pick just about any other Robin Williams movie, but those three in particular, but especially those, those first two, what dreams may come and, and good morning Vietnam. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Are we ready for our three questions? Sure. I think so. Okay. All right. So three questions this time around. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, for our three questions this time, question number one, what was the last make and model car you bought at a car dealer? Mine was uh, the Honda Clarity. Very nice. Are are you happy with the Honda Clarity? I'm very happy with my Honda Clarity. Just got the alert that the charging for the day is done. So, yeah, I'm in. Oh, there you go. Is it a fully electric car? Uh, plug-in hybrid. Okay. Okay. Very cool. All right. Patrick, what about you? I, um, well, I still got the first car that I bought after, you know, buying my grandma's car in college and driving that for the first couple of years at Hawthorne. Um, I've got my uh, Honda Accord that I got back in uh, 05. Nice. So still driving that. 
Uh, last one we bought, um, let's see, it was not in 2010. I, I bought it used. It was not in 2010. I'm trying to remember, maybe in 2015. Um, my other car passed away, and so I had to get something else. So I bought a 2010 Nissan Sentra. Okay. And uh, at the time, I bought a, uh, I had had a, a gold car before that. And uh, then I bought this one. And it was a black car. And the kids immediately, as soon as I got it home, they're like, you bought the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, yes, I did. And so actually, I, I put a red uh, bat symbol sticker on the front of my car. There you go. No. That's good. Uh, this guy, I, apparently we know him. He keeps bugging us on Twitter. At Jeff underscore Mazuka um, said that the last car he bought at a dealership was a 2015 Honda CRV. Uh, but we're looking for a minivan soon. So if anyone has any recommendations, let me know. Okay, well. I don't know if you're so in. He's, he's, he's got the two kids, so he need the minivan. I don't know now. if you're into the whole plug-in hybrid concept, uh, uh, Jeff, there, but I just drove at the auto show a couple of years ago a plug-in hybrid version of the Chrysler Pacifica. Oh. Now, granted, it was a test drive at the auto show, so it was fully loaded, but it was pretty sweet, I have to admit. Okay. I'm not a minivan guy, but if I were, hmm. That one's pretty popular. I mean, that's I, usually if you, uh, the funny thing is if you drive through on a Sunday morning, if you drive through our church parking lot where we go to church, it's either the Chrysler Pacifica or it's the Honda Odyssey. Uh, the Odyssey is big in our parking mm-hmm. lots for sure. And, and I will say we, and I, I responded to this on Twitter. So I, you know, I obviously don't want to, you know, try to give Honda a bad name in case they want to, you know, sponsor us in any way as part of the podcast. Um, we have a Honda Odyssey. It was the, uh, actually it was the, probably the first car after we got married, it was probably the first car that we bought together was our minivan. Um, so we, we actually bought it in 2010, bought a Honda Odyssey and it has been a great car. We, we love it as a car. It's, it's plenty of space. We're able to carry stuff around, gets us on our long trips that we go on. We're able to take everybody, but I would we will never buy another Honda Odyssey minivan ever again because the handling in the winter is mm, horrible. It is the worst. So my recommendation is if you live in Illinois or any state that ever features snow, um, don't get that car. May, may I ask a question about your Honda Odyssey? Yeah, go for it. Do you, have you tried different tires on it? We have, and it has really? not, it has not helped. So, so we are, my, my lovely wife is just waiting very, very patiently. And I think after we go on our very long road trip this summer down to Florida, because we can't fit seven people into a Subaru Outback, um, <laughs> she wants to get a Subaru Outback. So I think that will probably be our next car. Um, cool. But we're taking seven people on a road trip down to Florida. Uh, we're driving down to Disney World and can't fit that many people in that other car. So we're going to at least take this one on, a, on one more road trip and then. The Outback mm-hmm. is it- is a popular uh, popular vehicle. It is. Yeah, they're nice. It is. We are everything we're hearing about them is good stuff, and everybody we know that has one is very happy with them, and they last them a very long time. And that'll be our next one, I would imagine. Uh, question number two: What product do you think you would be really good at selling? Uh, for me, it would have to be you know uh, technology equipment. Yeah, I think uh, for me, maybe same thing. I mean, I, I worked, um, you know, I had a part-time job at the Apple store. So I did work, you know, for a while selling phones, iPads, Apple computers, all that stuff. And, um, you know, felt like it was something I was pretty good at. And, you know, even even just for working part-time, I felt like it was something I was pretty good at. So um, probably something like that. But I, the one thing I liked about there is that you weren't really, for the most part, you weren't really selling mm-hmm the technology like it wasn't so much heavy on the well here's here's the ram and here's the hard drive and here's the this and here's the it wasn't really so much about that it was more of the creativity piece of it it was like the well okay what do you want to do and we'll get you pointed in the right direction for you know what product will fulfill whatever it is that you want to do and so i felt like a lot of times it wasn't even i've worked a couple of different jobs in retail and this one felt the least mm. like I was selling something. It felt more like I was having a conversation with somebody, finding out what it was they wanted to do and trying to get them pointed in the right direction. And it was, it was actually the most refreshing retail job I've ever had. And in a heartbeat, if I, if I was not going to be a teacher or a tech director or any of these other things, if I knew that I could sustain a full-time job working uh, at Apple or at an Apple store or somewhere like that who you know had a similar outlook on 
retail sales and things like that, I, I probably would go do that in a heartbeat. Because when you're done there at the end of the day, you don't have to take nothing home. Mm -hmm. That was always a plus. Or books. I used to work in some bookstores too. I was always pretty good at the books. That was another thing though. It was, it almost wasn't even like you were selling the books. It was like, you'd sit down, you'd have a conversation with somebody and you know, people would come in like, ah, I don't know what I want to read. And I go, well, then let's talk for a moment. Mm -hmm. And I, those were the times that I always had so much fun. It did it, those times. It almost didn't even feel like a job. I, you know, I mean, there's stuff I like, but I don't know if I'm, if I have the right mindset to sell it. Yeah. You know, if I, if I came in with an AK 47 and a motorcycle, could you sell me a new motorcycle? I, I suppose I could sell you a new motorcycle okay. if you wanted one. All right. But that's kind of my thing. It's like, yeah, you know, if you want it, here you go. If not, mm -hmm. you know. You're not, a, kind of you're not a salesman. That's what you're saying. I, I think I think not. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's go back to an old standby, food. Mm -hmm. Question number three, what is your favorite thing to order at a Chinese restaurant? And we had a couple of different responses for this one. We had the, uh, the guys from the at, uh, from the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. Uh, at Shirley Podcast on Twitter said, sesame chicken, fried rice, and egg roll. Uh, at Jeff Mazuka, uh, Jeff underscore Mazuka said, orange chicken and lots of it. Uh, my response on this one was either orange chicken or, and I don't know, depending on how you feel, if you want to call this, I know some people have feelings about calling this a Chinese restaurant. I do really like the honey walnut shrimp that they have at Panda Express. So I know some people are a little... You know, it, it can be touchy referring to Panda Express as a Chinese restaurant, but honey walnut shrimp, very good. What are your go-tos when you gentlemen head out to a Chinese restaurant? What do you order? I'm just thinking how hungry I am right now. I, I know. Right. It's like 11 something at night. And I'm like, I could really go for some Chinese food right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of like, I, maybe this is not the, well, traditional, you know, what you think of a Chinese restaurant. I love like stir fry. So any of the Mongolian kind of stir fry or barbecue kind of stuff where just a ton of veggies, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I love, you know, just stir fry up a bunch of stuff, put some tasty sauce and spice on there and go to town. Um, there's a, there's a local uh, Chinese food place here. Um, they have a thing called dragon and Phoenix and it's like a combo of shrimp and pork mm. and beef i think and then a bunch of veggies and a sauce that i really love but if i'm just like any chinese place i'm gonna stick with beef and broccoli there was a place and and probably because it's in southwest missouri and there's not a whole lot of other options um there was a place a chinese buffet that we used to go to that was near where my parents house was down in missouri and this buffet it was it, there was you know your typical chinese food um but it was also just a crazy mixture of all kinds of other things so there was japanese chicken there was sushi there was bourbon chicken there was like all kinds of, like there were like american dishes there were japanese dishes there were i feel like every once in a while there was some thai stuff in there too and, and then of course you had, you know, the different Chinese dishes as well. But, um, that place, I like to go into that place cause it was like, okay, I can now just within this one buffet area, I can get food from like five different countries and I am Sounds happy good to me. Mm -hmm. and I can just, and I can just load up a plate with all kinds of sushi and other things. And I am happy as a raw clam. Well, once again, we end the podcast talking about food and now I'm really hungry. I'm going to go find food. I, we started talking about Cadillac, man. We were disappointed. We ended with food. Do you feel better now? I feel better now. Okay. That's going to do it for Cadillac, man. Uh, we'll just, we'll leave this one in the dust. I don't think we're very happy with this one. So we'll just, we'll leave it on the lot there. It's this one. Maybe mm -hmm. would we say this one's a bit yeah. of a lemon? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Out of five lemons, what would you give it? A lemon. Maybe two just because you give it one lemon? Williams and Tim Robbins. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'd hover between a one and a half and a two just because of who's in the movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Hey, they can't all be winners. They can't all be Days of Thunder or Die Hard or Conan the Barbarian or uh, what was uh, Commando. Like, mm -hmm. the, I, Pat, I'm still, you know, that was one of the first podcasts I feel like we ever did. Yeah. But I always think back to that one too, because I, I don't think you had seen Commando. No. And I just, I loved your reaction to that one. It was just, guys, there was this, and, and it almost felt like for a minute, like you had forgotten the rest of us had also watched the same movie. 
<laughs> and we're like, guys, there's this movie and it's called Commando. It's like, I, I know, Pat, that's actually what we're here to talk about. No, but seriously, this movie, I love it. And it just, yeah. That is still Commando probably, is exciting. That is still probably one of my favorite reactions of, of you on this podcast, having watched a movie for the first time and just yeah. like melting into a puddle on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was exciting. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. I was not very excited with this. This was not. This was not a commando. No. 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 All right. Well, that's okay. You know what? We're going to make up for it because, Pat, do you know what next month is? It's action month, John. It is. It is actually. It's April. It's. I can't even believe it's already April. Like, this year is almost halfway over, and that is ridiculous. Uh, it is action and adventure month starting next week. We start with Dances with Wolves. Uh, we follow that up with The Hunt for Red October, Navy Seals, Rocky five. And then we go into May and May is our comedy month, but May, and that's why we, I got to get going here with some ideas. Uh, May is our comedy month, but by the end of May, it is also our 300th episode. So that will be the 300th episode extravaganza. Uh, no clue what we're doing yet, but we'll figure it out before then. But May comedy month starts off with Joe versus the volcano. Uh, my blue heaven, another 48 hours, arachnophobia, and then we finish the month off with our 300th episode. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Of those movies, we'll jump ahead to the May ones. Of those movies, is there anyone in particular that you guys are looking forward to or one that you haven't seen but you're curious about? I love uh, the whole 48 hours situation. Yeah. I have not seen either one of them. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So, so I went to go get myself a copy. So before we watch another 48 hours, I got a copy that was both movies on the same sure. thing. So I'm going to make sure I, I get myself up to speed with 48 hours yeah, and another 48 hours stuff. before we watch them. I got some time. That is some seriously good stuff. I remember as a kid, at least a couple times, I feel like we watched Joe versus the volcano. So I remember thinking that movie was funny as a kid. I have not watched it probably since then. I like mm-hmm. Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. I've never seen My Blue Heaven. I saw Arachnophobia probably not long after it came out, and I just remember it being weird. We'll see how it goes, but that's what we got coming up next, our Action Adventure Month, our Comedy Month, 300th episode. We got a lot of stuff coming up, so we are excited to have you here with us, and um, I, we'll get to a, a more exciting movie next month because this one, eh, we'll, we'll leave this one on the lot. We'll, we'll pass on this one. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime... You can go check us out at 30podcast.com. Find out all the different ways that you can uh, get in touch with us and check out the show, see all of our past episodes, um, voicemail line, all that fun stuff is there. But uh, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Pat, for being here. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. All right. You all be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next month and next week to start off our action and adventure month.